640 with Lior and the number to get a hold of him, 416-216-5900. Lior, L-I-O-R at employmenthour.com via email. And, of course, we take your phone calls live. Love to hear from you. Have uh, severance questions, employment questions, 416-870-6400. Star 640 on sale. Lines are cracked open. The week that was is how we start. That's right. We do start that way, and, you know, it's not very nice outside, so it's a good time to sit in, uh, grab a drink, and listen to our show, learn about your uh, rights in the workplace. Uh, we all have jobs. We all work, or maybe we have or we own businesses. So we're here to answer questions, tell you about your legal rights. So week that was, John, I always like to start off the show by talking about a couple of situations that I saw uh, in this past week. I think there's important lessons to be learned from, uh, from these, uh, these examples. The first situation uh, involved a lady that, that called me uh, this week. Uh, she had worked for a company for uh, about three years, and she had worked uh, in, a, in a technical position during the day, always during the day. She's a single mom. Now, what happened is that the employer decided to switch uh, the workplace to rotating shifts. The net effect of that would be that every once in a while, she's going to have to work nights. Yep. Uh, and for her, that was a huge, huge thing. The reason, of course, being a single mom, uh, she has childcare obligations. Uh, she can't just leave her, her uh, child at night. And she, again, she always worked uh, during the day. Well, she told her employer, listen, I can't do this. You have to help me out. I have a daughter. Uh, I can't uh, just come in and work at nights uh, at any time. The employer says, too bad. You can't do it. Are you, are you going to do it? And she says, no, well, then fine that you've resigned. Here's your record of employment saying you've resigned. So long, farewell. Well, uh, she was obviously very upset. She just lost her job. She has a, a daughter. She is unemployed, no income, no severance, nothing. So she calls me up, and she wanted to know what her legal rights were. She heard me on the show a couple of weeks ago. Well, what I told her, uh, and hopefully our listeners by now would know what I'm about to say, is that no, an employer cannot do that. That's a constructive dismissal. An employer cannot change the terms of your employment in such a significant way. They cannot make you now work nights when you work days. So by doing that, yeah, they, th- this is not a resignation. It's a constructive dismissal, and she is owed severance. Now, the relief for her, of course, was that she is going to get severance, probably close to six months of wow. severance. So that, what does that do? That, that's her insurance policy. That gives her that time that she needs to find another job. Uh, she's not going to be without income. I'm going to get her that severance. So remember, if you're in a situation where the terms of your employment have been changed in a significant way, that's just one example that I gave, you don't have to, to accept it. Uh, you may uh, be entitled to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Of course, never resign, never quit without speaking to me first. What if she had caved and said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it? Well, the problem with that, obviously, uh, she she does it. And if she realizes later on that it's as bad as she thought and she can't, she's stuck with it. Once she does it for a while, she can't really go back. And the other problem is by accepting this change, she's arguably allowing the employer to make other changes in the the future. Maybe now they want to reduce her hours or or change her shifts or uh, in a different way. They've created that record, that precedent that they can change shifts. So it wouldn't have been a good idea. Luckily for her, it wasn't even an option. Again, Mm -hmm. she had a daughter. Okay, what's the other one? The other one, a very different situation, involved uh, a gentleman, a very senior uh, gentleman that worked for a company for uh, eight years. He was let go, and he was offered six months severance. Uh, obviously, six months was not even close to him. For him, he probably was at around 12 months compensation. But what was also interesting is that the company said, well, you usually get 25% uh, of your salary by way yep. of bonus. But we usually pay bonus in January. We are letting go, you go in October. Because we're letting you go in October, we're not going to pay you the bonus. That's 25%. Well, obviously, John, that's nonsense, absolute nonsense. 
he gets the bonus because the severance period, which is 12 months for him, takes, her, takes him beyond that January date. Nice. So not only does he get the bonus, he gets the bonus that he would have continued to earn in a crew had he stayed on for another 12 months. Now, the company may say, well, no, no, we have a policy. The policy that says you don't get this bonus unless you're working on the day we pay it. That policy does the company no good whatsoever unless the employee accepted it in writing. He saw it, uh, signed it, and accepted it. It doesn't do the employer any good to just have it in a drawer and, and say that it's there. So in this case, he gets 12 months instead of six, and he gets his bonus a huge, huge difference for him. We'll hit the phones after we take a short break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lior at employmenthour.com and his own number, 416-216-5900. The Employment Hour, talk radio, AM 640. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lots to cover between now and 8 o'clock. As always, though, we get to our phone callers. Got to Charles in Mississauga. Good evening, Charles. Good evening, and thank you for taking my call. Sure, pal. What's up? Uh, I am an employer. I have a restaurant, family restaurant, and I hired someone a few years ago, a couple years ago, to eventually take my place so I don't have to work so much. And although at the beginning he was very eager, he tried, uh, after maybe 27 months, I realized his incompetence is just growing, lack of commitment. He's on the verge of being fired. Mm -hmm. And I, there's also what I believe is uh, theft involved, where he would uh, cook food for himself, things that are very expensive, eat it, consume it. Now, what kind of servants am I looking at here? Uh, good question, Charles. Now, if you want to let him go at any time for any reason, you absolutely can do that as long as you pay him severance. But before we talk about severance, let's talk about a different scenario, and that is you may potentially be able to terminate this individual for cause, which means you would not have to pay any severance. Now, to do that, you have to establish his incompetence. You have to establish that he did things wrong. And you also have to establish that you gave him an opportunity to improve. You gave him some warnings. This the fact that you were saying he was a bad employee is not going to come as a surprise to him. You have to build up a case a bit. Have you provided him with any warnings? Does he know that, that there are issues? They were all uh, verbal. Nothing was on paper. It would just be, uh, in fact, once I, I would just, I, a few times I'd send him home, uh, being paid and everything, just because I couldn't handle uh, his lack of commitment to the job. No. Uh, wanting to leave early all the time and just not performing to what I consider would be a par. Now, you, you then there, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, and then there were also several uh, days where I would come in and he would be. Uh, gorging and teasing on food that is extremely expensive. I'm like, what are you doing? And his answer would be, well, I'm just very hungry. So, you know, so, and it's just... So, Charles, if, if you're willing to, you know, invest a bit of time and, and build up a case, you may be able to let him go for cause. I would start with some warnings uh, in writing and, and make it clear that, you know, you, uh, eating restaurant food is unacceptable. Uh, and if he continues to do that and you can show that, you may be able to terminate him for cause and not have to pay him any severance. Mm -hmm. If you just said, you know, enough is enough and, and, and we just lost Charles. Uh, Charles, so if you're listening, if you just want to let him go right now without building up the case, you want to know how much he's owed, Give me a call back or go to severancepaycalculator.com and you can find out how much severance you'd owe this person. I think he said about 27 months he's been there, give or take, right? Yeah, so, but we don't know yeah, his, his, his age, age. so he, it's, yeah. it's going to be a few months, three, four, five in that range probably. Got uh, Ronald on the line now. Good, uh, good evening, Ronald. How are you? Hi there. I'm well. Thank you for having my call. Sure. I was just uh, calling 
out of curiosity, I was on the website, and I always seem to miss the employment hour. I was working for a large uh, company, a very, you know, prestige company, and I feel like, and this is how it goes, sometimes you're not exactly sure. I've never had any complications with life. I've never had any problems with the law. I've never had any problems with the company. I've never been written up over 14 years of working there, seven years full-time. Now, when I was let go, I was put in a situation where I almost, like, they basically said, you have to quit. Or if you don't quit, thing, um, like, those, pretty much, that, they, they bully you into feeling that that's your only option. Or else what? So they said, if you don't quit, what's going to happen? Well, they were like, if you don't, like, here's your option. You either quit, and then you can have a letter of reference. Yes. Or you can get fired, and good luck uh -huh. trying to find another job. Now, Ronald, when did this happen? How long ago? This happened, the incident happened in September, and it took them six weeks before they called me in to discuss it. Now, and then when I got discussed it, they took another two weeks to investigate it with pay, so I worked the first six weeks. But what was the so allegation against you? What, what did they investigate? What did they say you did wrong? Well, I ended up having an altercation with an, a customer that came into the store, and... Um, that's what the, the quarrel was over. So they um, basically, like, for me, I had to go to court, pay for lawyers, and out of my own pocket. And I felt like, in my head, I'm thinking, isn't the company supposed to help when something like this happens in-house? In, in like, so for me, I was thinking, okay, well, I told my superiors they did nothing, so I went got a lawyer six weeks later. Then they decided that they wanted to talk about it again. And I was, like, in the same, like, where I was going to court for the first time. So I kind of felt like, right. I'm scared. I don't know what's happening. So, so Ronald, let, let, let me give you my thoughts on this. Here's the situation. I mean, depending on what happened with this customer, they may have had cause to let you go. I mean, here's an example. If you hit a customer, just as an example, well, then that's something that allows them to let you go for cause. So if they say, we're going to be nice to you and not let you go for cause and, and, and not put that on a record of employment if you agree to quit, there's not much you can do about it. If it's a situation where they did not have a right to let you go for cause, maybe there was a, uh, you know, a, an argument with a customer uh, and it wasn't too bad, uh, if they make you quit, that is in fact a termination and you would be owed severance. My advice is give me a call off air. Let's talk more. Let's find out exactly what happened with this customer. You may be owed severance. 416-216-5900. That is uh, Lior's number. You want to give us a call on the air, 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. Yeah, you can also send Lior an email anytime, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com for more questions off air or his own number, 416-216-5900. Roger in Toronto, thanks for hanging on, fella. You got a question for Lior? Uh, yes, hi. Okay. Um, I work as a server in a restaurant, and um, my employer has now decided... He's um, withholding all our credit card gratuities as a result of wanting to look into uh, transactions because we don't have a manager on staff. So sometimes we would have to make adjustments using a manager number. He felt that there may have been some discrepancies in misuse. Um, this occurred like a few weeks now, and he's been holding, uh, withholding the gratuities um, now going into a third week. So are you saying that when someone pays by credit card and leaves a tip on a credit card, he's withholding that, those tips? Yeah, that is correct. And uh, I mean, if I'm guessing correctly, that's probably a substantial amount uh, of the tips you usually make, right? That is 
basically the majority. The majority. Really pays. Yeah. Well, you know, this is illegal, Roger. He cannot do that. That's part of your compensation. He doesn't have any more right to that money than I do. Uh, so he absolutely cannot do that. Uh, probably the best way to resolve that is I would send him a letter. Uh, I mean, I being me, uh, saying you know you can't do that, and if you pursue that, then we'll file a complaint against you with the Ministry of Labor. I would do the letter rather than the complaint at this point to try to salvage that relationship. Uh, well, the other, there, there isn't. I mean, as a result of this, going into the third week, I, I basically gave notice because I, I got it. Continue, I couldn't continue doing that. Well, then, I, I, and I can't blame you. I mean, that's a significant part of your compensation. So that could be treated as a constructive dismissal. How long did you work there for, Roger? I worked there since uh, December of 2014. So uh, under a year and as a server, and how old are you, Roger? Uh, Forty. So you probably are entitled to two to three months of, uh, of severance. Right around three months is what you'd be owed. Uh, and I suggest you give me a call. This is extremely easy. If your employer withholds pay, that's a constructive dismissal without a doubt. So give me a call. I can certainly help you get that severance. Potentially just a letter would do that, and you can move on, get your severance, and, and uh, be on your way hopefully to another job. There's another part of the question as well. Sure. I was curious. Um, so we started employment in um, December 2014, and then in August of um, 2015, August 31st to be correct, he decided that he was going to implement a tip-out, which didn't previously exist. Um, do we ha is there any recourse in that? Uh, how long after that did you continue working? Um, up until, well, up until really this week. I gave my notice uh, this week. Right. And, um, instead of my usual shift, I was cut down to one. My, um, so basically, I just gave away the shift, and so... Um, since August till now, I've continued to work. So it's been um, August, two months. Yeah, it's not that long. Yes, we may, uh, to the extent that you lost any tips because of that money that otherwise would come to you, we may be able to pursue that as well. There may be additional amounts in owing to you. Absolutely. Definitely want to talk to you off air. Give me a call. Roger, that number again, write this down, 416-216-5900. Again, 416 216 5,900. Steve up in uh, St. Catharines, thanks for hanging on. You got a question for Lior? No problem. Yeah, I'm trying to find some information out for my son. He's working in uh, Vancouver, and the company he uh, signed on with had him sign a contract, and he's now found a better job, pays more money, and it turns out that the contract he signed, there was a clause in it with something to do with competition. Uh, from a, a similar company where he wants to go and work. Can they enforce that and, and, and basically say, no, you cannot take that job? So, you know, interesting question. The, the, you're not actually asking the right question. Let me tell you what I mean by that. The real question is not can they enforce it. The real question is will they try to enforce it? Uh, okay. and, and because in reality, most of these provisions are not enforceable. I, I, I would need to know a lot more to be able to say if in your specifics or your son's specific situation it would be. But the real question is not this, whether it's enforceable, is if they're going to try to enforce it. Because let's say it's not enforceable. If they try to enforce it, what are they going to do? They're going to sue your, your son. They're going to start legal action against him, potentially mm -hmm. also against his new employer. And that's going to be a nasty legal battle, a very expensive one, and it's going to be a, a huge pain. So that's something to consider irrespective of whether it's enforceable. The best way to potentially deal with that uh, is to, to be upfront with the company uh, mm -hmm. and, and negotiate an exit from that provision and make sure that 
they know that he's going to maintain confidentiality and he's not going to try to steal mm-hmm. their clients, but he wants their uh, their blessing, if you will, to go work at, the, at this other company. That's probably okay. the safest way to do it. If he doesn't, if he just works, he's doing that at his own risk, irrespective of whether that uh, non-competition obligation is enforceable. Okay, the the distance between the, 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 the company he's working at now and the one he's going to is probably three or 400 miles. So what I'm what I'm concerned with, or I guess kilometers actually. What I'm what I'm really more concerned with here is the fact that um, he, he's he's going from one say jurisdiction to another. So I can't see. I'm asking why can that be enforced? Well, and, and I'm not saying that it is. It's very likely not enforceable. Okay, but again, that doesn't stop someone from suing someone else if they're so inclined. Maybe they're just jerks and they're going to do that to send a message to their other employees. That's the real situation. Uh, if it's 300 miles or whatever, kilometers, it's probably not enforceable. But that's not the issue. If they still want to be jerks, quote-unquote, they can still sue him and make his life miserable. So I would be upfront with them. Take a short break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. And Lior's direct number once again, 416-216-5900. Yeah, we get right back to the phones here with your questions on the employment hour. Got uh, Mike in Concord. Good evening, Mike. Hi. How are you? Uh, very good. Okay, what's your question? Uh, the question is, I'm in a dilemma here. I worked for a company for a while, and I worked for another company for a while. One is um, longer than the other one. The long one forced me in a position where I have to give up one another, and uh, if I don't, they cut me off from work. So they're saying you have to quit the other job or we're going to cut cut you off? Yeah, which they did. I see. And, and, and you've been working in both jobs for a while, and did they know about it? Yep, from day one. And what, what changed? Why did they all of a sudden want you to quit? Uh, they didn't give me a reason more than I have to give up one. Well, here's the, here's the reality, Mike. It's very, very simple. Uh, they can do that. They can let you go, but they have to pay you full severance. Not even a question. There's no chance they can avoid that. Now, the company that just did this to you, how long did you work there for? Uh, 15 years. 15 years. And uh, what kind of job? What did you do? I'm a truck driver. Truck driver. And how old are you, Mike? 52. 52. You're, you'd be looking at at least a year's pay. All right? At least a, a year, maybe a bit more than a year's pay is what you'd be owed. Uh, so very important you call me. Uh, it's not even a question that they cannot do that. They can let you go, but not without severance. I'm assuming they haven't paid you any severance? Uh, two weeks pay. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's not going to cut it, Mike. You owed 12 months. I'm not surprised that you're telling me two weeks, but you're owed about 12 months. I really do need to talk to you off air. John's going to give you the number, and I want to talk to you. Mike, the number is 416-216-5900. Again, 416-216-5900. That will be the most important phone call you're going to make this week, I guarantee it. Got uh, Jamie here in North York. Good evening, Jamie. Hi, good evening. Um, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I have a question regarding one of my friends. Um, he actually went to a job to apply in August, and because he never got hired, they actually asked for his SIN number up front, and he's afraid of, um, you know, of um, you know, false identity or taking um, someone's rights, and he's not sure of um, what can be done about that. Well, n- nothing really, Jamie, at the end of the day. An employer is allowed to request that, that information. If, if you don't want to provide it, 
they may they don't have to hire you. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's it's uh, you know I don't know how you protect your information. Maybe uh, maybe there there's something you can discuss with your employer about what they're going to do with that number. But there's nothing legally wrong with asking for that information, and and I expect that if it's not provided, the uh, the company would uh, would draw its uh, job offer. I think Jamie had the Raptors game on in the background there, the home opener. Really? I heard a little something, something. Are the Raptors playing tonight? Oh, I wonder if you knew. I, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, no, sure you don't. No. Got uh, Mike here in Mississauga. Mike, thanks for uh, joining the show. What's your question? Um, I never heard you speak about uh, contract workers, but um, maybe on my contract I have maybe about eight months more to go. And um, I, I kind of get a feeling that something may happen, that we, you know, it's just the way I feel about the company. Okay. So um, would I be entitled to anything if I get let go when so the contract expires? So you're working on a fixed-term contract, a contract with a fixed end date? Yeah. And how long a contract was it? Um, a year. A year, and there's uh, eight months to go. Yeah. Now, what happens is if they let you go at the end of the contract, so the contract expires, they say, good job, Mike, thank you, see you later. They don't know you any severance at that point simply because that was the deal. The deal, they hire you for a year and you've had notice from day one that you have a job for a year. So if, right. they, if they let you go after the year, uh, you don't know, get paid severance. What happens if they let you go before the year? Usually the rule is that if they let you go before the end of the contract, they have to pay you the balance of the contract. So if they were to let you go tomorrow and there's eight months to go on the contract, they have to pay you the balance of the contract. Now, some of that may depend on the wording of the contract itself, if the contract allows them to end it earlier. But usually with a fixed-term contract, if they want to end it earlier, they have to pay the balance. So if they let you go before the end of the year, call me. Call me right away, and we'll look at it together. Otherwise, if you work till the end, that's that. Get to uh, Bob here. I think we have time for one more. Get Bob in Toronto. Hi, Bob. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Surely. Um, I've worked for a company for 37 years, and about 25 of the years, I've been paid salary. And uh, over the 37 years, I've been hurt a couple of times where I was off two or three weeks, and they just paid me my salary. I went to work, did what I can. I recently uh, hurt myself a few weeks ago, and I need a surgery, and, and um, the doctor's saying I could be off two to three months. And now I'm worried that because it's going to be so long, they're not going to do what they did before. And when I would go to the hospital, they say, well, just say it happened at home, not at work, and we'll just pay you, right? So I've done that. But I'm worried now, and I've done the same thing with this injury. I told them that at the hospital. And I'm worried now that because it's going to be two or three months that they won't uh, pay me like they did before, and I'm just wondering if I had any legal thing about that or anything. Now, Bob, I, I take it that the, there's no uh, disability plan that the company has with an insurance company. No, they have nothing like that. They don't have no, a, anything like that. And you were hurt at work. Pardon me. You were hurt at work. Yes. Okay, so here's the the situation. The problem is that the company doesn't have the legal obligation to pay you while you're not working. So when you're injured and you can't work, they have to keep your job open for you for the three months. That's not a problem. They have to take you back, but they don't have to pay you. And if they decide not to pay, you can't do anything about it. That's why it's important to tell the truth and, and not say that it happened at home. The reason for that is you can apply for WSIB and get them to pay you. Uh, and, and that way you have income. Because the problem you're going to be in right now is because you've said you were injured at home, if the company doesn't pay you, which they don't have to, 
uh, you can't apply for WSIB because you said the injury happened at home, so you're left holding the bag without any compensation. So that's a very bad situation. So what I would do is confirm with them immediately if they're going to pay you. Uh, otherwise, I would immediately correct the error that, that it did happen at work, and you should apply for WSIB right away uh, because you need to have income if you're not going to be working for three months. Quick break, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, Lior at employmenthour.com, and his personal number again, 416-216-5900. Employment Hour continues. On Talk Radio AM 640, 747, we continue here, 416-216-5900 to call the or 870-6400-STAR-640. On sale, Scott, thanks for uh, hanging through the break, pal. What's uh, what's going on? Hey, John, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, just calling on behalf of my wife, really, who's working with some people and has been almost two years, I guess it'll be two years, sort of mid-November, there's a non-compete in her contract after two years if she leaves, but I'm wondering about the contract possibly being voided and null by the employer because they haven't carried through with some of the uh, items that were she was supposed to be receiving, which includes uh, some benefits and stuff like that and a few other things. And uh, she's also had issues with not being paid on time and uh, issues several times not having pay deposited uh, appropriately into her account, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just wondering whether that's something that would work in her favor if she's to leave because she might be leaving and going out on her own or working with somebody else in the same industry. So, you know, it, it helps and it doesn't. So what I mean by that is if she were to leave, she may be able to say that she's been constructively dismissed and still get severance despite the fact that uh, she's the one that left. Because of the employer not meeting up to its end of the bargain and not paying her what it was supposed to pay her and when it was supposed to pay her, she may be able to leave and get severance. That said, if that were to happen, it wouldn't, in virtually every case, actually re- relieve her from the non-compete obligation. Those generally will continue to apply. So even okay. though she's leaving because of their bad conduct and they're the ones that breached the agreement, uh, it doesn't actually relieve her from the non-compete obligations. Okay. That said, that said, if she were to leave and we were to pursue severance in, in terms of negotiating and the part of negotiating that severance, we can also negotiate uh, a release from the non-compete right. obligation as part of that same process. So that doesn't mean that she can't get out of it. We may just have to be a bit smarter about it. So if she okay. decides to leave, I would not, first of all, have her leave before she speaks to me. I want to find out more. We may need to play this just right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, th- there may be an out here. Yes. Okay, so yeah, so maybe something where she would go to them leaving, but when she when she submits the resignation, there would be some discussion immediately of uh, right. Th- this is what I'm going to be doing, and I want to negotiate or talk to you about the uh, you, your your sort of breach of the contract. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In other words, we can say, listen, you owe me. I don't know. I'm just going to use a number: six months severance. But tell you what. I'll accept two months, again, just as an example, as long as you release me from my non-compete, or I'll agree not to accept any severance if you release me. We can negotiate and use that severance potentially as leverage. Scott, that number, 416-216-5900. Got uh, John here. Hi, John. Welcome. Hi. How's it going? Good. You got a question for Lior? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I've worked in a lot of different, uh, several different companies, you know, major corporations, and they always have their benefits, uh, different benefits plans you know they're all similar in some nature the company i'm working for has one slight difference that i'm trying to know if there's a downside to it when you have um, long-term disability all the other times i've seen in the past it was company funded like it was part of your plan in this company it's still part of the benefits but it's specifically paid by your 
contributions mm-hmm. as opposed to the company. Is yeah. there a downside to that? No, it, there's, th- there's only upside, John. Here's what I mean. If you pay for that yourself, if you ever need the disability payments, they're not taxed. So you don't have to pay taxes on them if you pay the premiums yourself. That's why most employers these days do that. They have the employees pay for the disability benefits uh, themselves so that, if again, if you're ever injured and you can't work and you get the disability payment, it'd be nice for it not to be taxed. So that's why it is. So there's no downside for that. Uh, there's, there's, it's pretty common. Okay. I hadn't seen that before because before where I worked, it was like a pool of money and you get to choose, pick and choose like a menu of what you wanted benefits-wise. And it didn't say what the difference was, why, you know, it had to be paid by my contributions and not theirs. Yeah, no, so I understand all. that. But it, it is common and, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. And it's probably actually a good idea. Take a quick one here before we take a break. Charlie in Toronto. Hi, Charlie. Got a question for Lior. Yes, I do. I'm working as a truck driver uh, doing local deliveries in Toronto. And my employer does not pay me overtime. And I work 55 to 60 hours a week. They're claiming that uh, over over truck driving law of some sort, they don't have to pay me until 60 hours. Are they correct? Uh, if, if you're driving uh, uh, locally, then that's not correct. The overtime threshold is lower than that, so they do have to pay you uh, overtime. My, my best advice to you with respect to overtime mm-hmm. is uh, simply file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. Uh, because you'd be provincially regulated because you drive locally, they can help you and they can get you the overtime that you're owed, uh, and there's no cost uh, there and there's no downside or risk. So, no, you are owed overtime, and you should pursue it. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll take a short break. Lior at employmenthour.com. You want to toss him an email and his local number, 416-216-5900. Local right to his hip is what I'm talking about. More of the Employment Hour coming up on Talk Radio AM 640. Down to the nitty-gritty in minutes here. We'll get to the phones ASAP. Frank in Oakville, thanks for hanging in, pal. You got a question for Lior? Go ahead. Yeah, I've got a question regarding severance. Um, I happened to work for a company for approximately 21 years, uh, a long time ago. And after uh, 21 years of employment, different management, I was let go. So I was offered 18 months severance. But uh, the the uh, condition to that was that if I found employment, the minute I found employment, my severance was reduced to 50% of the balance owing. Right. So my question is, is severance not paid on your years of service, service rather than what, rather than uh, being penalized for finding a new job, say, a week after being let go versus a year into the severance? No, so th- there's nothing really wrong with doing it that way. Severance is there to help you while you don't have other income. So what flows from that is mm-hmm. if you find another job, they can reduce it. Oftentimes that's negotiable. Usually when I negotiate severance for my clients, we negotiate payments that is guaranteed. But strictly speaking, there's nothing wrong or illegal about what you've described. Just uh, see if we get Susan here quickly. Susan, you got about a minute. What, uh, what say you? Uh, yes, I work for a large company that everyone in Canada was given a confidentiality agreement to sign. And at the very bottom, it says that uh, the company can terminate our employment relationship at any time for any reason. I just wondered if I sign this, am I waiving any type of severance? Well, here's the thing. If it, if it all it says we can let you go at any time and for any reason, full stop, it's not a problem. If it says we can let you go at any time and for any reason and only pay you X, that is a huge problem. Because, yes, the company can let you go at any time. That's the law. But they have to pay you full severance. So I suspect that it says a bit more than what you've just said, that there's probably a second line. So here's, here's the best advice, Susan. 
give me a call out there. I'll send me the agreement. I'll see it, and I'll tell you exactly in the 10 seconds whether or not that, that's a problem for you or not. Susan, that number, finally, 416-216-5900. Appreciate all the calls. Lior at employmenthour.com. And if you're online anytime, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what you're owed. The numbers are real. The numbers are true. You should check it out at your convenience. This has been the Employment Hour once again right here on Talk Radio AM 640.